Big media believes you should be told what to think. We disagree. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Independence Day. I hope you're having a great uh, Fourth of July weekend. And for a lot of us, Independence Day may actually take on a little different meaning because remember last year, the year that we hope time will forget someday? Wasn't a lot of independence going around with governments shutting things down, maybe even in your area. The local politicians ordering you to stay home as though they actually have the authority to do that. But this year, we can get out, we can travel, we can go picnic, we can pretty much do whatever we want. But it's going to cost you more. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. Joined now by Spencer Brown, managing editor at townhall.com. And Spencer, first of all, happy Independence Day uh, weekend to you. But when we talk about things getting more expensive, we're talking pretty much everything across the board, right? Yeah, absolutely. Happy Independence Day to you as well. And uh, thanks for having me. But yeah, when we're looking at sort of, you know, people crawling back out of their government enforced uh, sort of dungeons from the last year, you'd be thinking that everybody would be super excited to get back out there and they are. But what we're finding is that they're getting hit pretty hard in their wallets by this inflation that, like you mentioned, has hit pretty much everything across the economy that we're seeing sort of the most expensive prices on a lot of things in sometimes as much as a decade. Um, and that goes everywhere, of course, you know, from gas prices at the fuel pump when people are traveling and there's a lot of people traveling. This is sort of the first major holiday where everything is reopened and everybody's hitting the road this year to just all the supplies you need for your 4th of July barbecue. Even food prices are being hit with this inflation we're seeing. Yeah. And you mentioned the the gas prices, obviously. That's the one that we notice. That's the one we feel directly because there's the big lit up digital sign that tells us exactly how much we're going to be paying. And a lot of people are saying, ooh, man, that, that sucks, but I still want to go visit my friends or I still want to go to the amusement park. And we just kind of bite the bullet and we, we do that. So let's start there. Uh, gas prices do tend to go up for a holiday. That's pretty normal. Also, gas prices, they have to do that summer blend, which pushes the price up just a little bit. But this is beyond that normal uptick per year. What's driving that uh, cost increase? Yeah, well, if you look at the numbers for the, the most recently available data here before Independence Day, it's actually the highest average fuel price across the country that we've seen since 2014. So it was back when then Vice President Biden, uh, I guess, was sort of in control. And now, you know, he's back as the president and we're seeing the same sort of spike. And a lot of this is just driven by the inflation that his administration and its monetary policies are bringing us because what we see is sort of a, a basic economic fact that a lot of people just either pretend doesn't exist or ignore. Um, and that's that when you're just printing money and throwing it at people, uh, inflation is going to take place because when there's more money in the more cash money in the market, there's a lot more uh, that people can be charged. And so we're seeing this, like I said, not just from gas, um, but across the board of what Americans are normally doing, you know? And so I think people might not notice it as much or might just write it off as sort of a surprise as they're returning to normal life and think like, oh, I don't remember it being that expensive. Uh, but no, they don't remember it being that expensive. This is a new sort of high on gas in the last, you know, decade almost, and all those other items uh, that people are going to need this weekend. Well, you mentioned the other things, whether it's for our barbecue or going to a, a ball game or, or picnicking or camping or whatever it is that people are going to do. For nearly a year, uh, production and manufacturing was shut down. Shipping was kind of starved because of a lot of these rules and, and lockdown orders. And even if the demand is there, for people to to buy all this stuff suddenly, that that doesn't necessarily mean the backlog is 
is flowing to get the products to people and that lowers the supply. If the demand is up, that just drives up the price. That's econ 101. So are we still seeing, it seems to me we are, but you tell me what you think. Are we still seeing some residual effect of all of these government shutdowns? Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely some aspect to that where, you know, people, whether they couldn't go to work because their offices shut down or uh, they were laid off because of the economic hardship or whatever it may be, you know, there is definitely uh, a big need for people in the workforce that is necessary to scale up, you know, all of the production lines for everything, whether it's from hot dogs uh, or anything else. And so we're seeing just sort of that slow return being made even slower by the, the policies of this administration. And so I think, you know, like you said, it's not rocket science, it's Econ 101 about how supply and demand works and, uh, you know, how that affects prices in the market. Um, but it's definitely, I think, going to be a surprise to a lot of Americans that we didn't just instantly flip a switch and come back to 100%. Um, and that's, you know, they're, they're going to be feeling it in their pocketbook more than they would necessarily just by looking around them in their community. We're visiting with Spencer Brown from townhall.com. And and let me follow up with something you just said there, Spencer. Uh, Government can flip a switch off for the economy. So a lot of people may think, well, let's just flip it back on. And it just doesn't work that way or it hasn't this time around. Why is that? Why can we kill off an economy that was cruising along really well? Why Why can we shut it down so easily, but we can't restart it as easily as we shut it down? Yeah, well, you're right. The economy was was definitely booming before COVID hit. And, you know, with all of the government mandated lockdowns and everything, they pretty much effectively did just flip an off switch on all of these companies and all the, the workers who would normally be, you know, cranking out products and being productive. Um, but then when it came to flipping the switch back on, you know, you had sort of this uh, this partisan divide on how to reopen. And so we saw states like Florida and Texas, you know, allowing people to get back to normal before you had a lot of other states doing so. And so there was sort of this economic disparity that followed where obviously if you have a company in Texas or Florida, you were able to get your workers back in there and get them going again, whereas states like New York or California have not had the same opportunity. So you have that first difference there that sort of slowed things down because, you know, you might have one product that you need made in California, one in Texas. And if the California products can't make it to you, but the Texas ones can, you still can't deliver that completed product. And then when you combine that with the, the extended unemployment benefits that we've seen, um, the, the very real data now is that people are refusing or are just not going back to the workforce, to their jobs, because they're actually able to make more money under this system with all of the different sort of benefits and packages that the Biden administration and some states have put into place. And so this idea that, again, you can just everybody one day wakes up and goes back to their nine to five on a Monday morning is just not happening because of the different policies that have been put in place. Okay, so what do we do about it to, to get from here back to as close as we can get to that that full, active, robust economy that we had just a couple of years ago? Uh, a lot of people say, well, government, you really uh, caused this downturn. I mean, some people will blame the coronavirus. Personally, I blame the uh, government response to it. But either way, government, you slowed it down. So is the right answer, government, do something to fix it? Or is there a better way to get us back on track when it comes to getting people back to work, you know, to get savings up, get, uh, you know, consumer spending where it should be and just get that growth back in place? Yeah, well, I think there's probably one main thing government should do and one main thing government shouldn't do as we sort of enter this next phase of the comeback from wherever we were. Um, And the one thing they should do is start rolling back these enhanced uh, benefits for people who are unemployed because we've seen the effect that that's had. So we've seen a number of states across the country, the governors in those states have decided to decline to take that money from the federal government and sort of 
that creates the incentive then for people to get back to their jobs that they had um, because it's no longer more profitable profitable for them to stay at home. Um, and then I think as far as what they shouldn't do, and we've already seen this in other countries in Europe and in Australia, but we definitely should not let it happen here. But I've seen some hints toward it is uh, using, you know, this Delta variant. And there's, there's always going to be another sort of strain or variant on the horizon. And you hear people sort of trying to lay the groundwork for why we might need another lockdown, another mm-hmm. two weeks, another 14 days to slow the spread, whatever it may be. And we need to realize that the vaccines work. And if we believe in the science, as the left tells us to, then that means if you're vaccinated, you don't need to worry about this Delta variant because we know it can handle it. And so I think we're seeing sort of the the growing pains or sort of the groans maybe of those who have been in such a position of power for the last 15, 16 months telling us what we can and cannot do, realizing that that power is slipping as we've met, you know, nearly met President Biden's goal for vaccinations, things like that. We need to make sure that they don't keep trying to assert that power over us with things that we don't actually need to be concerned about. Yeah, and we definitely don't need that kind of uncertainty if there's rumblings about another shutdown. That'll affect all kinds of uh, business and economic factors. Spencer, appreciate the uh, time today. Have a great Independence uh, holiday. And, of course, we can find you at uh, townhall.com. And uh, you guys are posting stuff pretty much every single day. It's uh, one of my daily go-to stops when I prepare for my uh, radio shows. So uh, Spencer, I really appreciate the time. Hope you have a great uh, Independence Day holiday. Absolutely. Have a happy Independence Day. Still ahead, a lot of Americans are rethinking higher education, and that's a good thing for several reasons. But an increasing number of us, though, are rethinking the cost and who should pay. Many say, well, all of us should foot the bill and not the student. We're talking about what it could mean to your family right here on American Viewpoints.